this week's parasha, one of the things that are discussed in the parasha is Ki Ish Ben Sorer More, Enenu Shomea Bekol Aviv Bekol Imo. So you have this kid, he's 13 years old, and he's a wise guy, this kid. And he doesn't listen to his parents. And they come before the rabbis and they tell them, our son is a very difficult child. He's not listening. He doesn't accept any authority whatsoever. He's zolel v'sover. He's a baltaiva. And uh, the halacha is, the people stone him, and we will uproot the evil from amongst us. And when all of Klai Israel sees such a tremendous mare of this kid being punished, everybody will take a lesson and grow from it. That's in a nutshell what it says in the parasha. Now, the case is talking about where you have a 13-year-old kid who didn't do the biggest crime in the world. He's a young kid, he's 13 years old, right after his bar mitzvah. He steals a couple of dollars from his parents. He gets some wine, some meat. He cooks it a certain way. You know, he's got good taste, the kid. And he's a little bit of a baltaiva, and he goes and he does this avera, and all of a sudden, the Torah says, this kid has to die. Not only does he have to die, he has to die by stoning. And not only does he die by stoning, it has to be a public death in order to send a message to all of Kala Yisrael. So obviously this is a very difficult to understand. What did the kid do already? Stole a little bit of money? He indulged in tithes? What was such a big, huge thing that we have to have such a killing? I try to go into this chazal and understand it. Because the Gemara says that this story of Ben Sorero More never happened. Never took place. In the history of the world, this never took place and never will take place. Rather, the Gemara says we have to study it and we have to learn it. And by studying it and learning it, we will get schar. We have to know what that means altogether. That's a very difficult concept. Rabbi Shol Salanta says we have the whole Torah to learn and get schar for learning it. The Torah is going to write a parsha. That never took place only for the purpose of learning it and being Makabal Sakhar, it needs a gather to understand that. So I'm gonna try to breathe some life into this sugya and try to bring out something practical and something Lamaisa for us to learn by. So the first thing I want to approach is what does it mean that Ben Sorero More is a halakha that never came out in a practical way. What does that mean? 
The Torah says a halacha, it's a real halacha. A kid who comes to a certain point where he is, the Torah testifies on this kid that this kid will never change, he'll never grow. Like the Chazal tell us, the reason why we're killing the kid today for stealing some wine and meat, even though he didn't do a sin that's punishable by death, the reason is because Hashem Sofo, we're killing him based on what's going to be down the line. The Chazal, the Torah is Yoyrid L'Toich, the Metzius over here. And this kid, ultimately, will be Melastim Esabrius. He's going to go, his addiction is going to go from bad to worse. And nothing is going to get in his way for him to reach his addiction. And he's going to kill, and he's going to steal, and he's going to do all kinds of terrible things. So the Torah is having mercy on this kid. We rather let the kid die when he still can go to Gan Eden. He can still go to Olam Abba. He doesn't have terrible crimes under his belt. Rather he should die Zakai, Val Yomus, and he shouldn't die Chayav, ultimately down the line. So this is an act of kindness. But the Torah is testifying that there can be a human being who at the age of 13 years old, his life has barely begun. And we could say that this kid, there's no hope for this kid. 100% no hope for this kid. The Maral says, the entire Torah is to develop a human being. Nobody's born perfect. The Torah is to develop a human being. And the Torah itself, which is the vehicle by which to develop human beings, is testifying on this kid that he's not developable. And because he's not developable, it's impossible to develop this kid. Therefore, it's a chesed for him to die now, then later. So first we're going to have to analyze exactly what makes a person not fixable. What makes a person that we cannot develop him. There's no answer. And if such a human being can exist, if he can exist, that the Torah says that a punishment has to be given, so why did it never happen? And if it can't exist, and it's just a theoretical thing, then what are we learning? What are we studying? It's a joke. It's obviously real. It's obviously a possibility that a person can reach a point. He can do something in his life that makes him non-developable. And if that's a possibility, then why does this thing never happen? So the idea is like this. There's certain points that sticks out about this child that the Torah hints to, which the Torah is telling you a human being who hits this point of what we call Zolel V'sover. 
Sorer umore. He doesn't listen to tochacha. I'm going to try to define them a little bit for you in a minute. And he's a person who his outlook on life is corrupt, which I'm going to explain to you in a moment. If he has a certain attitude, a corrupt attitude about life, and he has a certain attitude towards authority, this kid is impossible to fix him. He's impossible. So why does it never happen? And the answer is, because we need that the parents who are loving, caring parents, who want the best from their child, if they come to a realization that their child is going to lead a life of Melastomus Abrius, and this is the best thing for their child, to bring him to Betin, and I'll pee him based on their testimony. Bezdin will be choytich didin, will paskin on this child, that this child has no hope, and we have a din of mutav shiyomu zakai, that is something that has to come from the parents, as the mechanchim of the child, to have this clarity, that this is the only way to save their child. If they come to that clarity and they are ready to make, like Rav Chatzkel says, to bring their son on Akedah, they're going to bring their child to death. And bringing their child to death is coming from mercy, from love for their child. They don't want their child to end up like that. But they have to be 100% clear that this is the point that he reached. That there's no more to do for this kid. And that's why there are so many details as to exactly to test to see if this child is that kid. The parents have to be the same height. They have to have the same tone of voice. They have to give him toichocha together. In certain ways that you can test if the child is that kid. Meaning, it's not the stealing alone. It's not the eating the basad and yayin alone. Because if that's what it was, it wouldn't have to do with all these technical details with how the parents deal with the kid. So it's not an automatic recipe for destruction and for disaster if he does this act of Zayla We need to have a lot of different things to say that the kid is cooked. You can't do nothing with him. Not so simple. And B, you see, you see the halacha is, if let's say one parent doesn't feel that this is the right thing yet, it means there's still hope for the kid. And they don't want to bring him to the death. The halacha is we don't bring him to the death even though we know that he stole. And even though we know that he didn't listen to the toichach of his kid, of the parents. We know all that. Information is there. But as long as one parent believes that there's still possibility that we could save the child and we could reach him and we could educate him and we could get his neshama, then Bezdin can't pass in the din. That means the psaq, the choytchen hasadin of Yomus Zakai Baal Yomus Chayim is totally on the parents' hashores hadas that we reach that point. 
So that's what Chazal is saying. This is something that a human being can never come to that confidence and that self-confidence that this kid is nothing you can do with him no more. Meaning, let's get the amicus of what I'm saying here. There is such a mitzis that a person gets to that level that he cannot be fixed. There is such a mitzis. And for such a mitzis, the Rachmanis is to kill him now. The reason why practically it never happened is because it's not in Gansen, it's not totally, totally on the Misa of stealing the money and buying the wine and eating the meat. It's also dependent on how the parents interact with the kid and they have to feel confidently that they cannot, under any circumstance, reach their child and the only way to do to help their own kid because they love him and they care about him is to send him to the death. And nobody has that confidence. No human beings have that confidence. However, says the Kleoka, something that's mamish, a sharf of art. He says, the Pasuk says that we kill him. Why? If it's not humanly possible to actually bring this psak to fruition because nobody is smart enough and confident enough to say that we 100% give up on a human being. So where does it come out in the halacha Call Yisrael Yishmeu No one's going to see nothing. Where are we going to get Yerushalayim from this? Says the Kliyaka. Powerful words. He says, But HaKadosh Baruch Hu, He can know if a person has reached a point in his life where he's not going to grow. And then, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will have mercy on him, because God is the most merciful from all, and in His great mercy, He will kill him. So he dies, Zakai Ve'al Yamut Hayav. Meaning, he's saying a very deep point. He's saying, what does it mean that Torah taught us the parish of Ben Sorer Moreh? To teach us that there's a certain criteria a certain midot within a human being, if they reach a certain point, then the ultimate Rachmanis on this person is Yamut Ve'al, Yamut Zakai Ve'al Yamut Chayav. Kill him now. That's the ultimate. So even though in practicality, a parent would not be able to make that psak on his kid, but the Torah is begala to you. What are the midot that would, if they were in the right exact amount, what would be this thing? And you have to learn from this thing to have yirat Because HaKadosh Baruch who's a Rachman, if he sees that you hit this point, then he will take your life out. Yamud Zakai. Meaning, most of us stand before Yemei Hadin, 
And we say, we're okay. Hashem is merciful. He's the most merciful thing that there is existent in the world. So for sure, out of His great mercy, He will figure out how to give us life. And there's not much worry that we need. Rosh Hashanah, two weeks away, okay, it's good. I Shachris, I learning, I Midot, I Yerushalayim, I Yifon, I Kedusha. Yeah, Hashem is a loving, loving, Rachman, Beli, Shir, Beli, Ketz. And Mekayach is Rachmanus, I'm going to walk through Din, no problem. Says the Kliyaka, Hagufa. Hashem's Rachmanus is so big, that if He sees that you have these criterias of Zolel Vesoveya, you are Sururumoyre, and Hashem sees you doing nothing about it. This is where you are. Mahmas Roiv, His tremendous mercy for you, take you out right now. Because that's best. That's Kliyaka. That's a chilling part. I'm going to give you the chizik soon. But this is the chilling part. And it's true. And it's endless. And it's scary. And especially if you start looking at the Mephorshim and what it says about Zolel Vesove and Zoreru More, and then you take a true, realistic, hard look at our generation, then you will say, not so partial. Authority? In our generation? Are you joking? Nobody tells me what to do. I don't care who he is. I don't accept authority from anybody. Absolutely not. You know what the, the Rishonim say? If a guy does not have the proper outlook on life and he doesn't live that his life is for a purpose. A prosdor lifnei olam And he thinks that life is to enjoy. He's apikoros. This guy who has this mentality, that life is to have the nice cars. The guy, he's busy trying to get the nicest model. I see, I have some students, you know, Baruch Hashem, they're in the car business. So I'm watching the advertisements. And what the people are buying, this is what's selling today. Scary thing. Purpose of life is to prepare yourself for Olam Abba. That's the purpose of life. Purpose of life is not to live for this world, there's an altar from Kelm, a powerful altar from Kelm, scary. It says the Gemara says, Oili mi Yitzri, woe to me from my Yetzer, Oili mi Yotzri, woe to me from my Creator. So the way the altar explains it, Yitzri is your body. Your body wants stuff. He wants the perfect food. He wants the perfect clothing. 
He wants the perfect car. He wants the perfect Gashmias. And if you deny him perfection in materialism, then woe to me from my Yetzer. And then you have God on the other side. He's your creator. He wants prayer. He wants learning. He wants Ebed Hashem. He wants Dvekis. He wants big things from you. If you're failing him, woe to me from my creator. So the altar says, you want to know who you are? You want to know who you are? Three levels. If you care more about your shirt, your suit, your car, your food, then you avoid the Hashem, then you are a man who lives Olam Hazah. You're an oily Miyitzri guy. You don't care so much about Yitzri. That's one side. That's in the words of the Eben Ezra and Apikirus. A man who has no hope in the Torah's words. Then you have a guy who's on the opposite side of the spectrum. He's an oily Miyitzri. He has Yerushamayim. He's worried about his avoidance Hashem. He's worried about his madrigas and learning. He's worried about his perfection and mitzvahs and what he takes from Gashmi is what he needs and finish. He doesn't make a big deal. That's great. Halavai, we should be the Benoni. That as much as we care how our Gashmi comes in properly, we should at least care the same much about the Ruchnis. Should be that much, at least the same. That's a Benoni, at least the same. So a person can check himself out what he is, you know? Not that hard. And we're saying a guy who has the wrong mindset of life and authority, people trying to control me, tell me how to do my ruchnis, my parents, my yeshiva, my rabbeim, bugging into my private domain, telling me, I know myself, I know my levels, I know my restrictions. That's the name of the game of this society today. I don't care if the Godel Ador says something. Every Amoritz feels that he has a right to make a comment and say what he says. There is no authority whatsoever. No authority, no growth. So that's the situation of the door we live in. Like the Chayvah Salavava says, the restaurant became the temple. And we serve our stomachs. And our clothing became our Torah. You see the handling in the, in the clothing? They got books coming in from China. And you got to sit there and go through these books and make sure the button stims with the Zach. Became Torah. That's what it says in Chayvah Salavavavis. So that's the generation we live. So according to this, then if HaKadosh Baruch looks at us and he says, this guy, Mutav Shiyomu Zakai, where's he going? What's he becoming? What's the hope for him? So the mercy of Hashem is so strong that he'll take him out. Or will punish him harshly. Say so he wakes up today. So that's the scary part of the shmuz. But the chizik is, 
that all it takes is to show just an ounce of willingness to grow. Being open to accept Teichacha, to accept authority, to work on ourselves, then the Rachmei Shemayim will for sure find a little Pesach to say, no, there's still hope. We could still work with the guy. It's true. The ultimate Rachmanis is that if there is no hope, then you're done. But the same Rachmanis is Mechaev. That if you make one small Pesach, one small opening that you're willing to change, you're willing to grow, you're willing to learn, you're willing to work on your desires, you're willing to, to rethink your hashkafa. You're willing to make some changes. You're open for it. The second Hakadosh Baruch Hu says you're open for it, then He will give you life. And He will invest in you. And He will invest further and further in you. And He will not give up on you, ever. But you just have to show that you're open for that. So as scary as it is, if you just walk around like nothing's going on, what's easy is, you don't have to become a whole changed man. You just have to be able to be makia yuchisroinus. Rabbi Shul Salanta says, the first step of growth is to be willing to be modeh to the problem. Be open to understand that you got to work on something. If that's on the table, then the Rachmei Shemayim is huge. There's still hope for the guy. Torah says there's still hope, we can still work with him. That's the way we have to start preparing. Rosh Hashanah is real. It's as real as it gets. And you see people going on with life like nothing is happening. Zero. Zero. The regular Zolel V'Soveh Ben Sorero More attitude, it's there. The generation's attitude is there. I asked the kid this morning, I said, you know who the Rabbi Shalom is? No. You know who Roshanai is? No. You know who Yerushalayim is? No. I'm Lawrence Gomor. You would think the guy would grow up in a religious community, right? But, he's honest. He wasn't saying it in a bad way. He's open to learn. He's open to hear. That's already something. But a lot of people go through life with an attitude, Ta'azovoti, I got this. I'm good. I'm working. I got my things. Don't start telling me change and things. You know what? I saw a lot of people that are a lot worse than me made it through Rosh Hashanah in the past. A lot of worse people than me are going to make it through Rosh Hashanah in the future. Don't give me your speeches. Don't tell me your stories. I'm good. I didn't die last year and I was pretty bad. I ain't going to die this year. <laughs> you understand? A person is playing with fire. Only God knows when he hit the point of no return. And when God sees that, his Rachmanis will take care of the job. That's a fact. We have to do what we have to do. And that is to recognize our flaws the flaws of our generation, the, where our ideas of what life is about, 
Because a big thing in this thing is hashkafa, what your life is about. When you start to make that realization and you realize that there are changes that are not comfortable, that you have to make in life, but you're willing to begin the process, then Hashem says, I don't give up on you. I give you life. I'll send you rabbis. I'll send you things. I'll take care of you. As long as you don't give up on yourself and you found the Pesach and you're willing to make the work, then I don't give up on you. That's the lesson. That's It's a maizah for Allah. It's not a theoretical Torah. It happens to me that practically a parent never brought their kid to the death. But means that this practical lesson is That's not a theoretical passion. That's the idea that we're learning from here. We'll stop here.